Well, as the ushers go by and without further ado, a number of years ago, well, many years ago, 1992, I came into our church. I was a broken man. Shortly after that, I met Pastor Michael Gannon, who's our guest. He's no guest at all. He's family. There were times in my life where I had no food. Nobody knew it but God. God would speak to him, and he would come, and um, he'd give me $100, which was like a million. You know, when you don't have any money, like $100 is like, whoa. And uh, I remember the first time he gave me 100 bucks. And I'm in the first time because I can't count. I can't count. <laughs> I can't count how many times you gave me 100 bucks. Like, there's so many memories of him giving me $100. I don't know how many times that happened. And checks. And he bought me food. It's like Jesus to me. But the first time, took us on vacation. We didn't have two pennies to rub together. I mean, we're believing God. You know what I mean? We had what we need, but we could have used a vacation. And, and God spoke to him, and, and we came, and we had one. We had a vacation when we were going to have a staycation. That's when you just stay home. Staycations are no good. Out of the world. Oh, they can be good, sure. The first time you gave me $100, it's, it's, I've told this story at every place I've been that the Lord told me to. I've Countless times I've told the story. He went to, I mean, I'm, we're praying. Karen and I are praying, God, help us, help us, God. You know, we're believing. We're Lord, Lord, open up a window of heaven. We're tithers. Jesus, help us. He comes up to me and says, the Lord told me to give you 100 bucks. And I go, oh, no, I can't take it. And he goes, hmm, your receiver's broken. <laughs> I said, what? He said, your receiver's broken. He said, you know, there's like radio waves and stuff flying around here. If you have a radio, you can bring it in. He said, you can't receive my 100 bucks because your receiver's broken. It's really pride. I thought. He said, here, let me just pray for you. He laid hands on me. He prayed for me. Lord, heal him. And she prayed this anointing prayer. God touched me. And I snatched that hundred right out of his hand. Hallelujah. I said, praise God. I receive it. Amen. <laughs> oh, I'm, go- I'm going long. But one of the notable times, and there's really too many. There's too many. I can't count. I can't count. I can't count all the times where God used him to prophesy and bless me and help me and his testimony, his testimony helped deliver me. Saved, he was on 10 grams of cocaine. 10 grams of cocaine high. Lose it. You just share that little bit like you did in that other, in the first service. 10 grams of cocaine, God, God saved him. I heard his testimony. I thought, if he did it, God, you could do it for me. That was the, I, that's exactly what I said. I know where I was sitting. I know, I, I know exactly what happened, exactly where I was in the church when that pl- took place. And I said in my heart, God, if you did it for him, you could do it for me. And it was like the Lord said, that's right. I thought, yeah, come on then. Many, many years ago. Almost 20 years. Is it 20 years? Over 20 years. One more thing. One more thing. I, I was going into ministry when I was a professional painter. I was making decent money as a professional painter. I mean, I had a great job, but it was, I was done. I just didn't want to do that anymore. I knew that God had called me into ministry, and I, and I just didn't know how to, you know, to make it work. So I went and I talked to Dr. Morocco, and I basically pleaded for a job. I said, please, come on, I'll do good, Pastor. 
He said, well, let me pray about it. He prayed about it, called me into his office, and he brought me on basically as an intern. He brought me on as an intern, and, and I remember the pay that I made, the pay that I was going to make as an intern, I'm just saying, it was $1,000 short of my bills. Can you imagine that? If you look at your budget and you go, uh, obviously that's not God, right? Okay, but I wasn't convinced it wasn't God. I had such a yearning. And I thought, how are we going to do this? This is like, this ain't happening. I can't make my truck payment. I was coming on as an intern, but I was uh, a man married with, with kids and a full debt load and, and, and some debt, a whole lot of debt. That this is obviously not the Lord. Where God guides, God provides. So this couldn't be it. And I prayed and fasted and the Lord spoke to me and said, son, if you jump, you jump, I will catch you. I thought, oh, no. Oh, God, you jump, I'll catch you. I just kept saying that over the past few days, past days. I was saying, God, if, you, if I jump, catch me. This guy comes up to me. I was standing in our senior associate's driveway next to a church van. I could tell you exactly in the driveway where I was standing. He says, you know, the Lord spoke to me. I have a word for you. I don't really know what it means, but I'm just going to give it to you. Is that okay? I said, sure. What do you got? He said, you know, it's unusual, but the Lord spoke to me to tell you, if you jump, he'll catch you. I thought, shut up. Just get away from me. Because I knew what that meant. It meant, it meant that, means, that means I have to like jump. I mean, it's like total water walking. I was like, but that was, that was it. And we just decided, I just, we, my wife and I said, are you ready? Let's jump. We jumped. Man, did God catch us. I'm going to tell you, the story is amazing. I would not be in ministry. I would not be here today. It wasn't for you. You are my very dearest of friends, and I love you so much. Would you please put your hands together for my brother? Amen. <laughs> love you. Come on, put your hands together for Pastor Michael Gannon. Amen. Wow. Well, you can be seated. <clears throat> wow. Tell you what. Oh, my goodness. I would come to this service. You people are so smart. <laughs> Holy cow. Wow. I mean, do you feel that or is that just me? Holy cow. Wow. Wow. I have uh, I have a few strange gifts. They're not things I asked for. When I first became a Christian, I was fasting and praying to raise the dead. I was reading these Smith Wigglesworth books and I wanted the gift of power. That's what I wanted. I could just walk into some village and just go you know what I'm talking about? Like a Benny Hinn thing just I give you a praise. I would never swoop my hair like that, but I'm just telling you, I just go. That's what I wanted. I just wanted to walk into places and just go, I give you praise. Pick him up! 
I give you praise. <laughs> Do y'all know who Benny Hinn is? That's what I wanted. A pow- the power. I wanted power. And then he gave me joy. And I thought, what? <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> so I have no real explanation for that. <clears throat> How you get joy from power but God is very funny and uh, when I got saved on 10 grams of cocaine I you know I'd been you know I'd smuggled drugs across Mexico's border and I had four warrants for my arrest I was wanted by the FBI and, and I was facing monster jail time and and, um, and he supernaturally saved me, spoke to me and said, you're going to die and go to hell. I mean, like you hear my words right now. I heard him say, you're going to die and go to hell if you do not accept my son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. And I, and I had this Bible track that someone had stuck on my windshield. And, um, you know, some chicken Christian who... You know, couldn't couldn't witness. Thank God for that chicken. And I had this Bible track. And so when he spoke to me, I didn't know how to get saved. I was Catholic and a, and a monster drug addict. I mean, I was a professional addict from when I was 12. And I was, and I was 28. And God showed me my life. So here's how convincing God is. He showed me my mom and dad walking in my bedroom, and I, all of a sudden I hovered above my body, and I was laying there dead. And he said, you will die if you do not accept my son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. And I couldn't quit doing drugs to save my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I couldn't quit. didn't matter how much I wanted to. And God just set me free. Never touched one since that day. I mean, uh, today I'm a certified drug and alcohol addiction counselor and getting my licensed marriage and family therapy thing and my doctorate. And I'm like, I professionally help people get delivered because I have a gift because God delivered me. So for me, it's easy. It's like heroin, no sweat, man. It's like, I don't, it's like you know, it's like a, a caffeine addiction. And which may be actually harder. Or tobacco. Tobacco is a beast. Dude. God instantly set me free of that too. Anyway, it's a long story, but so what? I don't know, I had a point, but God supernaturally just let people think I'm smart and have points. Amen. <clears throat> um so would you stand for me, nice people? Does, has anybody ever, uh, these people, not you people, you are nice people. See how obedient people are in this church. These nice people. Um, so prophetic, things that are prophetic, is inspiration from God, things you don't know um, about people. You know, he, does, he doesn't brief me and say, you know, here's what you need to know about all these people. You know, we did, we just don't do that. And um, 
And that's the prophetic is just divine inspiration from heaven. You know, so that it's a little scary because you have to step out in faith that you're, you know, just not making stuff up. Because they would know if I made it up. Because they'd be like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. You got the wrong people. Right? If I said something significant to them, that just like I said to him, jump and he will catch you. To him, it made perfect sense. You know, and so that's what the prophetic is. And so um, tonight and on Wednesday, uh, if you need miracles, God gave me a few other gifts. Healing's one of them for backs, shoulders specifically, babies, uh, pr- selling of property, buying things, prosperity and blessing. There's a few gifts that I walk in, you know, healing cancer. I can't explain that, but I just tell it to go and it listens. And so there's just certain things God gifts you with. You have no explanation. So tonight and on Wednesday, that's what we're going to do. We'll have more time. Well, today we have all the time we want, except for the game. So please do not let me go long. Um, So except for the game, uh, go Bronco. So if you can uh, come back tonight and on Wednesday, uh, and the other thing we're going to do is get people filled with the Holy Ghost. So to pray in tongues, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, or if you ha- were a long time ago and you forgot you know, how to do it, it's just like riding a bike, and that's also, it's easy, and we're going to do that. That'll be tonight and on Wednesday. Okay, is that good? And, uh, and we have all kinds of time then, so... It, it, it might be uh, pretty awesome. That's what I'm thinking. So here, stretch out your hands toward these nice people. And Father, I thank you for, uh, for who they are. I thank you and I bless them today. I thank you, Lord, for just the way that you're arranging things. You're the orchestrator, your Bible says. And an orchestrator is like the conductor of the orchestra. That, God, you are just conducting their affairs. You're setting things up positioning them God and, it, and it, I just feel like it's a divine setup like he's marked you for success he's marked you supernaturally there's a favor upon you that wherever you go like doors open you don't you're like I don't even I'm not even qualified to walk through that one but but okay and you know God has just gifted you with a favor and it says that his favor will surround you like a shield that that favor that God has marked the two of you with, and you're married, right? I already asked you that. Okay, prophetic, prophetic lesson number one. Don't prophesy over people who are not married. Okay? That's like prophetic 101. They're not married. Yeah, couples, just married. Okay, that was free. It, it really was. So, Father, I thank you for that marking I thank you for positioning. I thank you, Lord, that 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 mark and that favor that surrounds you both like a shield is a testimony and a witness to him and to this world of his presence in your life. And I thank you for the quality. I thank you, God, for what you're doing for them, God, to bless them. I thank you, expansion and enlargement in the name of Jesus, supernatural favor of heaven, the supernatural favor of heaven, supernatural favor of heaven, unnatural 
doors opening for you, son. Unnatural things that you don't, it's like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Honey, wait till you hear what happened. God, just unnatural. God, give him an uncanny ability to know and discern like a son of Issachar, to know and discern the times, God, that there would be an uncanny ability, Lord, like stockbrokers who know how to buy low and sell high, that, that like people I've known who fish, God, they just know where the fish are, that there would be an un, uncanny ability within it. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, in supernatural doors, supernatural favor. So don't be afraid to walk through something that you just go, I don't know how in the world that happened. Because that's me, says the Lord. So, Father, I bless them today. I thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness. I thank you for the favor of heaven. I thank you for um, that grace that surrounds them like a shield. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Here, young man, may I say something to you? Could you stand for me, please? Here, stretch out your hands again. It's like prophetic 101 part two, as we always just cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Uh, thank you. You know, uh, I heard it's very strange, but just going to tell you the words of Michael Jackson. I am a lover, not a fighter. It's the opposite. And God makes people sometimes fighters. It's like if you were a defender of the helpless and you weren't a fighter, you'd have a little problem. <laughs> you wouldn't be a very good defender. And God makes certain people certain ways. And you're a fighter. Like, I just see you like a scrappy boxer dude. Doesn't matter how big the dude is in the ring you're with or how intimidating they are or how big his entourage is. I just see you with the, you know, the little, the little uh, boxer thing. You know, I don't even know why they do that. They go, Shh. you know, with their, I don't know why they do that. But like you're just this dude dancing in the ring going, come on, bring it, bring it, dude. Come on, bring it. I don't care how big you are. And that, I mean, that's how David was. You don't become a giant killer because you're some wimpy little lover, dude. You know, you look at Michael Jackson. He, he wasn't a fighter because people would kill him. And you've just wondered, why have you made me this way? Like, it's gotten you in trouble. Fighters get in trouble because they fight. They do what fighters do. They fight. My oldest kid is a fighter. She just drills boys when she was in preschool because they were bullies. She said, I'm not going to let you bully that kid and just drill them. And the pastor had, I had to come and explain to the lady of the daycare. I told her she could hit people if they pick on other people. I was like, pastor, what? But you're a fighter, dude, and I'm telling you, God made you to fight for him. He has so made you. <laughs> to fight for him like Eleazar, whose sword froze to his hand. <laughs> Oh, 
when everybody else retreats and runs, you're like, come on, this is my kind of fight right now. Oh, the odds are stacked against me. Yeah, that's right. Bring all your brothers. Come on. You just bring them on. Bring the whole family. And I hear the word of the Lord for you, young man, is how can the clay say to the potter, why have you made me this way? And God made you the way you are. I'm telling you for a reason, dude. So it might have got you in trouble. But I'm just telling you, God is proud of you. My kid is such a fighter, man. You mess with her. <laughs> I'm telling you, she will crotch kick you and hit you in the face. <clears throat> I taught her that. <laughs> said, honey, boys are very vulnerable. It's not hard. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. That was, that was also free. All right. Well, maybe I should preach a word. Um, here, turn with me to 1 Corinthians. I'm going to try to get through this. And then just come, if you can, tonight or whatever. I'm speaking on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, 1 Corinthians. Wow. Oh, my goodness. First Corinthians, uh, chapter three. Everybody got it? Y'all bring Bibles to church. Good. First Corinthians, chapter three, and let me read verses five through uh, ten. I'm sorry. I just get so messed up by God. I really can't help it. I'm so sorry. First Corinthians 3. Is everybody ready? It said, What after all is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed. So these are the words of Paul. And Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose, and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. And by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder. And that word is the Greek word for architect. Uh, it says in Revelation that uh, the city that God made, he is the builder and the architect of. And so Paul is saying, I was an expert builder in laying the foundation, yet someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. And uh, my message today is entitled, Bloom Where You Are Planted. Um, it is a thing that my parents had on their wall uh, when we were growing up in uh, California. They had this little thing. It's uh, Love Is is this little comic thing that, you know, it has Love Is, and then it would have a little thing. And she, had, my mom had this little thing that said, Bloom Where You're Planted. And when Pastor Daniel asked me to come, 
I was reminded instantly of this word. And so I, I had just moved to Maui. It was my first Sunday at King's Cathedral. I went to this church service. Dr. Morocco was preaching, and it was on being and staying committed to the local church. And I, and the Lord reminded me that I was in that service. He preached that word. And after the service, I went up to him and I shook his hand. I said, I'm Michael Gannon, and I just want you to know I'm going to be committed to your church. And you know, for 23 years, I was. I mean, I, I've held every job almost imaginable in, in our ministry of King's Cathedral. And originally, it was because I was such a mess that they didn't trust me with people for good reasons, because I had all these warrants, and I was like this raging drug addict dude. You know, I couldn't prophesy, I didn't know anything about anything, you know, I just, you know, called people out, you know, you're a daughter of Satan, you're going to fry in hell. I was like an Old Testament prophet, you know. Repent! I was like James and John, just wanting to call down fire from heaven, just get him, Jesus, you know. was a little short in the love category. And, uh, and so they didn't trust me with people, so I was the janitor. I like plunge toilets and like mop the floor. And, you know, after ye- years, a year easily, uh, because I wouldn't go away. I like volunteered for everything. Like, if, like I even went to go sing in the choir. I have a terrible voice. I'm telling you the honest truth. Pastor Chris put me, I was at the, the top of the Christmas tree as the angel at the very top. You know why? Because the microphones were on the bottom. <laughs> I was on the top, top thing by the angel. I joined, I did everything. I'm just telling you. And I just wouldn't go away. I mean, I just, I volunteered for everything. It didn't matter what you were doing. We have a changed tire ministry. Dude, I'm there. Lug nuts, that's my specialty. <laughs> yes! You know? I didn't know anything about cars. And I, and I just served. I real, that's all I did. And this word today, I'm telling you, I, I pray it helps you. But what, but what the three things that I see about this text is number one, we pursue. Everybody say pursue. Paul planted seed. He, he did something. You know, he, he, the, thing, the great thing about church ministry is that we're a team. You know, so we're a team builder. I got a strange gift. I got joy. Well, if you don't have any, that's a good gift to have. Right? I mean, if you're running a little short on joy, that's a good gift. You know, if you're an accountant and I'm terrible with taxes, it might be a good gift. You know, if I shoot a bear and you're a taxidermist, you can stuff my big, huge thing. You know, I'd be like, wow, I love that gift. Would I stuff a bear? No. I probably really wouldn't even shoot one. But I'm from California. We're tree huggers. So I'm sorry. I don't kill things. But if I did, and you had that gift, how great would that be? Right? And that's how God designed the body of Christ. So what you're weak in, somebody else is strong in. I mean, that's how it works. And so as we're pursuing God, as we're pressing into Him, I learned in this church how to pray. 
I learned how to fast. I learned how to do miracles. I mean, I did. I had to practice on people. You don't just command cancer to go and it listens. Like I didn't used to snap. I snap now because sometimes I don't even talk to those things. I just go. Right? How do you how do you learn how to do that? That's how you learn. You have to practice the gifts of God. You have to practice. You have to contend for them. And that's as we pursue God. I mean, something happens. You know, they call it synergy. Where, where things just come together, you could call it inertia. I used to high jump, you know, and the, and the, way, you, the way you get more speed is you run in a half circle to get ready to, to jump over the thing in high, in high jumping. And it's like inertia. That, that thing helps you get momentum. And that's the greatness of a church family, of a body. When you're stuck, you know, you... You have other people who are not stuck, who can help unstick you. Right? Are you all all right? And I mean, and that's the great thing. People miss that part of the body sometimes. So as you're pursuing God, recognizing that, you know, there's safety in numbers. You wouldn't go to battle alone. You know, you wouldn't go to the frozen tundra alone. Is that, is that Wisconsin or can I say that about here? Is that, can you say that or that's not? I can. You wouldn't go to the frozen tundra by yourself, you know. You bring your dogs or whatever. But I'm just saying, if you get in trouble, you might need someone, right? And so there's safety in numbers. There's the team dynamic. There's diverse gifts, you know, unique opportunities to grow in him. The second thing, so the first thing is we plant a seed, we pursue God. Second thing is Apollos watered it. So there is something that happens when you plug into a place that you find that unique expression of who you are. So Dr. Morocco, in great wisdom, eventually trusted me to do stuff. You know, eventually I got to practice on real people, you know. You know, it's no, it's no coincidence that doctors practice on cadavers. It's really hard to mess up a dead guy. You know, oh, you cut that in the wrong place. Oh, okay, and you just recut, you know. But, you know, let you practice on real patients. You practice on cadavers. Y'all, y'all following me? And in ministry, I'm not saying you should practice on dead people unless you want to raise the dead, but I'm just saying there has to be a safety for you to be able to experiment and grow and learn in ministry because we miss stuff. You know, we're not perfect. We're not Jesus. You know, I've sunk my fair share of times trying to walk on water. Right? You know, and that's just how it works as you're, as you're learning and growing. So when you're plugged in, people can speak the truth and love to you and tell you, you know, like Pastor Chris put me in the top, top spot in the Christmas tree. Uh, you can't sing, you know. And my kids go, Dad, please don't sing. But, you know, and it's not, I don't have a beautiful voice like Pastor Daniel. They go, Dad, please don't sing. Please, please. You're embarrassing me. Please don't sing. And so you, you learn people can speak to you in love and tell you what you need to hear, right? And then there's safety when you miss it, which we all do, for people to be able to restore you in love. 
And I, I've missed it so many times, I can't even tell you. And uh, does everybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody else miss it? So many times you can barely count. So the good news is that eventually you're missing it gets, you know, then you get it right, which is great. So, and then the final thing is that you prosper. Everybody say prosper. That God made it grow. And so you, you know, when you plug in, you get a maturity, things begin to happen. You're serving God. Then, then the blessing of heaven, the prosperity of heaven, that he, he begins to increase you. What the Bible says is 30, 60, and 100 fold, that you get exponential blessing. Because of, because of the place you've planted yourself. And it's like Mark 4. You know, some seed was planted on rocky ground. Some seed planted among thorns. Some seed planted in good soil. And the good soil produced 30, 60, 100 fold. There's other places you could go that maybe are rocky. Some that are thorny. Do you all know what I'm talking about? You know, that's why people have a hard time committing to local churches sometimes. Because they've been hurt. Pastors lie, you know cheat, steal, whatever. Some, some get, you know, some get, people get hurt all kinds of ways. And, and so, you know, that's more of the thorny one. You know, I've met some very cactusy Christian people. They're like hugging a cactus. You know, you have to be very careful. It's not that you can't hug a cactus. You just have to be very careful. <laughs> You know, and they're the thorny people. So, so God wants to help you in your life to succeed and to prosper. But he made the body for that to happen. And that's, and that's the body of Christ, what we find ourselves in today. And he calls it the church, gives you a pastor, people who oversee you, Dr. Morocco, the apostolic overseer of our ministry. And, and I'm telling you, you'll thrive in this place. If I lived in Alaska, I would come here. I would come here and I would come to this service. I would, and I'd just get wrecked. You'd find me, you know, under these chairs and stuff right here, just blasted in the Holy Ghost. That's what I would do. And so you're very smart. You are. To know uh, maybe God planted you here. And so I'm going to pray for you that God will help you find your unique expression of what he designed you to be, your purpose in life. Once you find that expression, you, you would forsake anything. No amount of money. You couldn't pay me to do what I do because I love doing it. I mean, I find my purpose in seeing people get set free. I do. Like their testimony brings tears to my eyes because I just love, I thrive. I just thrive at something about me that I just go, yes. <laughs> I mean, he made me like that. And when you find that place, I'm telling you, you find the good soil and you will grow. And when you can, God who bought you with the ultimate price of his own only son, he gets a reward for your life. He gets his full reward when I'm operating in who he made me to do.
And, that, and that's what I long for. I long to bring him as much glory as I possibly can. Because I would right now be in hell, being tormented by demons. So I, don't, I try not to have bad days when I think about that. So we're going to pray for you and believe God with you. Amen. Dr. Gannon will come back and pray, but before he does, we want to go ahead and bless him uh, this afternoon. Ushers, would you assist us, please? Uh, again, you can use your smartphone to uh, text to give. When you go on there, you'll see a drop-down box that says Michael Gannon, who's our guest speaker today. We'll be back tonight, 6 o'clock, going to prophesy and flow in the Holy Ghost a whole bunch tonight, so you don't want to miss that. Amen. And there'll be an anchorage on, uh, on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. there on our extension on 3rd Street, as well as Wednesday night back here at 7 o'clock. You invite, invite people, and uh, God will touch them, see God expand his kingdom. Amen. Are there any football lovers and watchers here? Anybody love football? Are you all going to go and watch the game later? Anybody got TiVo or anything like that? Good. Cowboys lost. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Thank God for small things. Didn't want to ruin the game for you if you're going to watch it. So hopefully, uh, anyway. Praise the Lord. Go Seahawks. Small things. I think in the picture of eternity probably doesn't mean anything. but <laughs> He's given us everything for our good pleasure. You know, that's what the Bible says. So it's just, if we were worshiping it, we wouldn't be having church right now. We'd be home watching the game. Amen. So we're not doing that. Praise God for instant replay. Amen. To watch the Cowboys get whooped. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ushers, would you come? You look like you're grieving. Are you grieving? The joy of the Lord's your strength, brother. <laughs> Lord, help Pastor Michael in his grief. Oh, come on. We're just playing around. They really won. Just kidding. They lost. All right. Praise God. Father, thank you. In all seriousness, thank you for the gift of the body of Christ this man. Oh, I, I need to tell you, uh, he has a ministry called Daddy's Love Ministry. They rescue, they rescue uh, children from sex slavery. All right, good. So now that you know that, you might want to adjust your... Your offering, I don't know, but tremendous soil that we're sowing into today. If you're not ready to, uh, to release your gift or do something for the Lord, you can certainly do that tonight. Amen. Father, thank you for Pastor Dr. Michael Gannon and uh, for the gift that he is to us and to me and my family in this house. Faithful years of serving you, testimony, the testimony. Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Lord, you just do it again and again and again. Again and again. The 
our dear brother and thank you. Lord, we pray for, for children that have been sold into captivity, that you would enable uh, Daddy's Love Ministry and others that they're connected and work with to be able to rescue, to be able to rescue children and heal them. And that you would protect kids, you'd protect adults as well sold into slavery horrible atrocity that takes place even here in Alaska. And we, God, God, we ask for your intervention. And you would bless the gift and the giver. You'd multiply it many times over. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, would you go ahead? Thank you so much. Pastor Michael, would you come and just pray over these? Oh, thank you, Lord. And we'll close church again tonight at six o'clock yep go Denver but anyway I can't believe you said that um so so if this word today resonated with you God, God supernaturally connected me to a place that has blessed my life so much I can't even tell you. I learned how to give here. I learned how to have faith here. I learned, and I learned how to love here. Like I, I so love these people. I so love them. You know, and in a world that we live in today, it's rare, unfortunately. And so if that's you today, you say, you know what? I, I feel the spirit of the Lord. This is my place. And I want you just to stand if you would. Maybe you're committed to another local church. You could stand to be committed to the place you're at. That's completely fine. I know a lot of people come get fed here. And um, we're not telling you to leave your church. You know, just bloom where you're planted. Just bloom in the place God puts you. You know, bloom in that place. Do all you can for the Lord because His return is soon. <laughs> and so let's pray together today. If you would, pray with me. Father, I thank you for each of these people. I thank you, God, that they represent families. They represent futures. They represent destinies. God, they represent gifts. Lord, I thank you that you're the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, let them find the place to serve you. Let them find the purpose you created them for. Lord, let them thrive in that place, Lord. In the holy of holies, in the most holy place. Lord, let them find that tabernacle of David, that place of fulfillment, that place of destiny, that place, God, where they see their future come into full vision and full fruition. And I ask you, God, that they, they would be those kind of people, God, that this house would be a house of service, a house of love, God, known and marked for the hurting and the broken to be able to come here and see their lives and their marriages and their families restored. It'd be like a Holy Ghost hospital 
like an ER for those who could come be restored. And I thank you for what you're going to do, God, to use this place as an expression of who you are and your goodness to this world, that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And we are your instrument of goodness to this earth and a wicked and depraved generation, God. We're your example of goodness. And so, Father, use these people, I pray. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you take someone by the hand as we close? Close this afternoon. We'll be back here at 6 o'clock. If you've not made a decision to live for Christ, would encourage you to do that. Repent. Give your heart to Him. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. Father, thank you for what you've done today and all of our services this morning, this afternoon. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them. Give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Six o'clock tonight, we'll be back. Revival will continue. God bless you. Praise the Lord.